0: Brothers and sisters, in in Philippians chapter four, I want to take a slice of scripture from chapter four, because it is apropos for this season of gratitude. When you come to chapter four of Philippians, and you drop down to verse four, I'll begin at verse four. But I wanna focus on verses six and seven today for just a few moments. I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible here. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to
1: all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and
0: supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, As we consider this word today, and as we consider what the word says to us, I want to focus specifically on verses six and seven here. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let's just camp out right here
1: today in verses six and seven. For here at this point, in the Apostle Paul's letter to the Christians
0: in the church at Philippi, known as the book of Philippians or Paul's letter to the Philippians, he hurries to a close in this letter and as he hurries to a close in this letter he gets to what we call chapter 4 of Philippians the final chapter. And as is the case with um, with with public speech as well as with writing he gets to the end here has many many things to say uh that he just needs to he, he can't he can't speak of them Uh, at full length, or write of them at full length any further at this point, but it's just got to touch on some very important points that he doesn't want to forget before he closes his letter to them and prepares for it uh, to be taken to them by courier. And at at the end of this letter, he gives to them a series of rapid fire exhortations, if you will, uh, things that he just needs to point out to them and, and make plain to them without the ability to explain them in detail, but just to point them out uh, as he comes to the close of his letter here. So at the beginning of the chapter, uh, he points out a, an issue of conflict between two women, and he tells uh, the leadership of the Church of Brothers to help these two women come together instead of being pulled apart. He goes on to then say to them at verse four, as we read earlier, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. And he says it again for purposes of emphasis, being emphatic about rejoicing. Now, what's so important about this at this point is And as you know, brothers and sisters, context is key to everything, to understanding everything properly. Um, Paul himself is incarcerated.
1: He's in prison. As he's writing this letter, he has been incarcerated for the preaching of the gospel. In other words, he's in jail, though he has done no wrong. For the preaching
0: of the gospel is not wrong. The preaching of the gospel of God is good. Yet he has been arrested and incarcerated for the preaching of the gospel.
1: So, in other words, He is an innocent man, incarcerated, and while writing to a
0: church of Christian believers at Philippi who are on the outside, he says to them, rejoice. Rejoice? Now, one might expect anything but rejoicing when you have been innocently thrown into jail and charges are being made against you, which are false.
1: Yet Paul, the incarcerated, writes to those who are free,
0: urging and admonishing them to rejoice. Now, if God could give the apostle Paul The grace to rejoice under the most difficult and bitter of circumstances. He's been thrown into jail, though he is innocent. He has
1: done no wrong. How many times have we heard in recent days, in our time, about innocent people being incarcerated? Innocent men and women
0: spending time in prison for crimes they did not commit. Well, brothers and sisters, I recognize that there is a difference here in some sense, because Paul is preaching the gospel, and as far as we know in our society, we I don't, I'm not aware of anybody who has been jailed in America for the preaching of the gospel recently. Now, we know that there are many jailed and incarcerated for preaching the gospel elsewhere in the world, and we should, brothers and sisters, pay attention to them. They are the ones of whom Jesus spoke in his Sermon on the Mount when he said, I was in prison incarcerated and you did not come to see about me but not only for those who are preaching the gospel innocent uh, believers in jail you see uh yes we need to see about them the church does but 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 listen everywhere we turn these days, we are learning about another example of a person, innocent, found innocent by DNA evidence or something else, uh, who was incarcerated and who spent years in prison for a crime or crimes they did not commit. And, and, and listen, brothers and sisters, we, we know that these, every one of these cases is, cases are serious miscarriages of justice.
1: In fact, these are the kinds of cases that pervert justice. But have you ever considered what it is like for a
0: person? Have you you ever considered what it's like to be thrown into
1: jail, innocent. Well, Paul here, incarcerated,
0: innocent, and yet encouraging them to rejoice in the Lord emphatically. Not only that, but he also says, let your gentle spirit be known to all men. Coming from someone who people would ordinarily expect under these circumstances would be angry and bitter and anything but gentle, he's calling for gentleness, calling the church to gentleness in a time of tremendous trial for him, but not only for him, for the church, a time of tremendous persecution. And here we see the grace of rejoicing and the grace of gentleness called for by the apostle. And why? Well, if you need any motivation to be gentle in a difficult time and to rejoice in difficult times, you need no more motivation than what Paul says at the end of verse five. The Lord is near. The Lord is near. The Lord is near, he is coming. The Lord is near, his presence is near his people. The Lord is near us when we are in trouble and when we're enduring the trials of persecution and the difficulties of suffering, the Lord is near.
1: He is not far, he is near,
0: Paul says at the end of verse five. And then here we come to verse six. Be anxious for nothing, as the new American standard renders it, or as the n i v says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to god let me let me let me rephrase this for you in such a way as to well, to help illumine our understanding. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, present your requests to God. How? By
1: prayer, petition, and petition with thanksgiving.
0: In everything, present your requests to God by prayer, And petition with thanksgiving. Okay, so look at this verse more closely with me. Do not be anxious about anything. Do we have a problem with anxiety in today's world? Absolutely, we do. The anxiety levels are off the charts for so many people and so many communities. The anxiety levels are off the charts these days. We see anxiety everywhere around us. Not only do we see anxiety and the bitter fruits of anxiety, but we feel the tension of anxiety around us everywhere. Brothers and sisters, Paul in his incarceration knows something about anxiety because of the circumstances that he has found himself in. And yet he says to them and to us, do not be anxious about anything or be anxious for nothing. Listen, this is a comprehensive and complete statement in and of itself right here at this point. Do not be anxious about anything. Anything means anything.
1: If God's word tells us to not be anxious about anything,
0: if God's word commands us to not be anxious about anything, that's exactly what the Lord means. It's the Lord telling us, be anxious for nothing. Do not worry about anything. It's easy to worry. And in a time of high anxiety, which is the same thing as worry, you know, worry is contagious. Anxiety is contagious. Um. It just has a way of spreading from one person to the other. And it is highly contagious and transmissible, like the coronavirus. Um, One person's anxiety can lead to another, which can lead to another, which can lead to another, which can lead to another. And before you know it, a whole room full of people can be filled with anxiety, anxiety generated from just one person. That's how transmissible anxiety is you see. To use a term that we have become familiar with, uh, with respect to the coronavirus these days, it's transmissibility. Anxiety is highly transmissible and therefore dangerous, to say the least. Do not be anxious about anything, because anxiety helps Nothing. And anxiety helps no one. You do not solve a problem with anxiety. You you do not de escalate a problem with anxiety. Anxiety only escalates things and makes them worse, not better. That's why the word of scripture The word of the Lord tells us to not be anxious about anything. Now, Paul, the apostle here, writing from difficult circumstances to a congregation of Christian believers uh, who are living amid the looming specter of persecution and the continuation of that persecution, the persistence of that persecution, admonishes and exhorts them and us, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Let me unpack this a little further for you. In everything, reminds me of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, where we're told there, in all things, give thanks for this is the will of God concerning you. It reminds me of Romans chapter 8, verse 28, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who are the called according to his purpose, or another translation of that same Romans eight twenty-eight: uh, all things work together for good to them that love God and who are the call according to his purpose. In everything, present your request to God. In other words, take everything you face to the Lord in prayer. Ask God about everything you're dealing with. You see, there are too many of us who forget to ask the Lord about what we're facing. We forget to seek God about what we're dealing with. We just go into response or reaction mode or whatever mode we go into rather than going into request mode, you see, rather than going into prayer mode in everything. Just like anything means anything, everything means everything, brothers and sisters. In everything, present your requests to God. Whatever it is, whatever it involves, whoever it involves, whatever the issue is, in everything, both the good and the bad, and everything in between, all the gray areas. In everything, present your request to God, and to do so by prayer. This word prayer is the general word for prayer. It's a broad term that means to call upon the Lord, to commune with God in prayer, to go to God and commune with him in prayer, and to do so in a multiplicity of different ways, to pray, Petition here is a word for prayer that is more specific, because the word petition uh, revolves around the issue of an urgent need that you're facing, whatever it may be, an urgent need that you have. Something that could be the source of anxiety, but that you lay aside the anxiety and you replace your anxiety with petition, replacing our anxiety with prayer. So the way to deal with anxiety is by prayer and petition in everything. Leave no stone unturned. Don't leave any part of the problem out when you are praying and
1: petitioning God about a thing. You see, we don't pray enough. That's why
0: anxiety
1: overtakes us. Now you may say, but Pastor, I do pray. Pray more.
0: But not just prayer, as the scripture says here, petition in prayer. Prayer and petition being more specific. About your praying, talking to God about the specifics of the details of what is troubling you, telling God all about it. And even if you don't know what to ask for specifically, tell God all about it and then ask God to show you how to think about this and what to ask for and how, what you should do and how you should respond. In other words, do the things that one might think should be obvious. Because for often, what should be obvious to us in a problem isn't obvious to us. And we need the Lord to make it plain. God will make it plain to us through our prayer and petition. By prayer and petition, present your request to God but not only by prayer and petition. The scripture goes on to add this prepositional phrase, which is all important, with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving.
1: Listen,
0: here's the way we ought to understand what we're told here in verse six. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Here it is. That in the act of presenting my request before God,
1: I show gratitude to God. Regardless to the
0: good, the bad, or the ugly, whatever it is, that I find thanksgiving, on my lips, to share with God when I seek him with my requests, when I seek him with prayer and petition, it is with thanksgiving. Why is this important, brothers and sisters? Because thanksgiving, gratitude, helps us to see
1: God, the work of God, In whatever is going on, no matter
0: how bad it may appear to be to us, no matter how awful the situation or circumstance may be, God is still sovereign, and God is in control. Gratitude helps keep us balanced and centered on God so that we do not be so that we do not get overcome by the grief of our circumstances gratitude
1: has a way of replacing grief and in so doing the anxiety level goes down <clears throat> and the gratitude level goes up
0: with thanksgiving present your request to god whatever it is i said earlier how it, i mean be specific but be specific with thanksgiving thank god that he hears you think about it there was a high in fact the highest price ever paid for you to even be able to have an audience with God to begin with.
1: Thank God that he hears our prayers. We don't deserve it.
0: Jesus Christ is the one who earned it and opened the way for it. In fact, he is the way through whom and through which we can approach God with thanksgiving. Whenever you come before the Lord, the gift of gratitude ought to be the first gift offered. Even before the
1: request is made, even before the cry is uttered, the gift of thanksgiving brings pleasure to God. God will hear our
0: prayers, our pleas, and our problems. He will listen to the cries of our souls when we come before him with the right attitude of heart. And the proper posture of heart is a posture of gratitude with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Now, if we do this the way scripture teaches us here, brothers and sisters, for us, the result will be verse seven. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Here is
1: the deal. That if we pray and petition
0: the Lord instead of allowing anxiety to overcome us and we offer prayers, petition, and request with thanksgiving, God's peace will come to us. God's peace will come upon us. A peace which defies human comprehension. A a, a peace which cannot be explained by human understanding. The peace of God which transcends all understanding, you see. Peace. Now, let me give it to you quickly here to understand this peace with God,
1: peace within, and peace with others. And the peace of God which
0: transcends all understanding. In other words, this peace of God is a supernatural peace, meaning, my friend, that this supernatural peace replaces my anxiety. My anxiety, which causes me to spiral into depression which causes me to get worse and worse into a down, downward descending spiral of depression brought on by my anxiety gets replaced by the peace of God. This is a peace that is, a, listen, it's, it's, not, it's not medical. <laughs> it's not medicine for depression in the sense of physical medicine. It's supernatural medicine for my soul. And for your soul, those of you battling with depression now, whatever level it is, whatever help you get and gain from the medicines that man has been given the common grace to produce, listen, those medicines, as good as they may be, okay, and yes, you should take your medicine. You all have heard me say that through the years. But recognize as a Christian that this peace from God is a supernatural medicine for the soul. Medical science can only deal with what it can empirically verify: the brain, the heart, the you know, the actions, etc. But this peace spoken of here in verse seven of Philippians chapter four
1: is a supernatural peace for the human soul. The pain will be taken away by this peace, you see. Yeah. I'm not talking about the
0: physical pain. I'm talking about the emotional pain the emotional and spiritual pain and hurt that you have suffered and endured day in and day out, year in and year out. And for some of you for decades now, that emotional pain, that spiritual pain, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding is the spiritual cure for that aching pain in your soul that won't
1: go away with human medicine this is the biblical prescription for that pain
0: within your soul now i'm talking to christians for paul is writing to christians all but this principle from the word of god is also applicable to the lost because the pain of your lostness will never go away until you surrender yourself to the peace which comes from Christ through his blood shed on the cross of Calvary for your sins. Christ died on the cross for your sins to take away the guilt of your sins. And so when you trust him and the guilt of your sins are taken away by faith in Jesus Christ alone, the basis for your pain is removed by the Saviour and replaced with peace with God. Paul says it this way in Romans chapter five, verse one that we have now been because we have now been justified by faith in Jesus Christ. We have peace with God, which is the basis for peace within. And the basis for peace with others. The peace of God which transcends all understanding. It's a supernatural peace. What will it do? It will guard your heart and guard your mind in Christ Jesus. Not outside of Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus. So if you are in Christ Jesus, the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind. Let me ask you a question. Don't answer aloud. It's a question for you, for your own soul. How many times have you asked God,
1: ask the Lord to guard your heart and your mind with his peace,
0: with his supernatural, perfect peace? Well, no wonder. Christian, your heart and your mind gets all discombobulated. No wonder your heart and your mind get all twisted, turned upside down with worry and anxiety. Ask God to—he's already made it available. He's already provided it. If you believe, you've already experienced it. If you've genuinely been saved, but somewhere along the line you've forgotten it or tossed it to the side and. Ex- changed it for uh, for worry and anxiety. Listen, God's peace will guard your heart and your mind. You don't have to lose your mind and go crazy, Christian believer. Not when you have the peace of God to guard your mind and guard your heart, guarding the mind and the heart from going astray guarding the mind and the heart from going astray from wisdom. You see, that's the issue. What we need the most and that God's peace provides for us is the wisdom of God amid these worrisome times. God's wisdom will replace your worry, just as God's peace will replace your anxiety That's what we need. That's what we need to pray for and petition God for. But with thanksgiving,
1: whenever we come before the Lord, let it be with thanksgiving, you see. And so it's thanksgiving that
0: ushers in the peace of God through prayer petition and request the peace of god which will guard our minds and guard our hearts from falling apart i don't know about you but but listen this is medicine for my soul
1: i hope you realize that this is the medicine your soul needs to Because this is the medicine that always accomplishes its purpose. The peace of God. Not only during this
0: Thanksgiving season, and not only during this trying season of pandemic, but for all seasons, may the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, Guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. That we've been anxious about nothing but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present our request to God. Give everything
1: up to the Lord in prayer. Brothers and sisters, God's peace be with each
0: and every one of us during this season.
1: Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your peace. Peace with
0: you, peace with others, and peace within that you have made available for
1: us. Oh God, may your peace rest, rule, and abide
0: within, our, within each one of our Hearts, within each
1: one of our heads, within each one of our homes, not only during this holiday season, but always in the name of Jesus. And for the heart
0: that hears this word or that has heard this word today,
1: may that heart not harden. But may that heart heed your word,
0: trust and believe in our Lord Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord and be saved. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Brothers and sisters, we thank God for the grace of his word and it is my prayer that his grace And his mercy and his peace will fill our souls now, especially during this week, but then especially each and every week hereafter. May we remember with thanksgiving just what the Lord has already provided for us in supernatural spiritual blessings that make all the difference in our lives, in the here and now, as well as the hereafter. And if you are here and you have heard this word today and you realize and recognize that you are not right with God, that you do not know the Savior, that you've not been saved, now is the time, today is the day to thank God for so great a salvation. Submit and surrender your soul to Jesus. Trust. Him as God's one and only son who died on the cross for our sins and who rose again, who is alive forevermore and who is coming again soon to judge the living and the dead. And we want to be right with the Lord when he comes. And however we can help you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, send us, go on the website, send us a message, uh, send us an email so that we can respond to you and encourage you in the faith.